Welcome to Season 6 of the Directors Club Podcast, exclusively for Child Care Center owners and directors. I'm Noelle Dentino, ex-corporate girl turned Child Care Center owner. I took my corporate experience, paired it with my sister's early education background to create easy-to-implement business practices that have made our center, Scribble Time, a huge raging success in our community. And now I'm here to share it all with you to help you gain back time in your day, jumpstart projects you're working on, and find and hire that next great teacher. Let's do this. Hey there, it's Noelle from the Directors Club. And today I'm sharing on a topic that I really like because I love systems. And I love creating systems and figuring them out and having them work at our childcare centers. So I want you to know that I chose the word implementation for my word of the year because I am passionate about supporting childcare centers and providing high-quality care for young children. And I believe that effective implementation of best practices and systems can make a significant difference in the efficiency and effectiveness of your center. And by focusing on implementation, I hope to provide support to my team at my center the early education community, the members of my director's club, and anyone else in the childcare industry who wants to improve their practice. My goal is to help childcare centers implement new initiatives, improve training for their team, and ultimately support your high-quality early learning center. And through a focus of implementation, I am confident that we can make a real difference in the lives of young children and their families and contribute to the continued growth and success of the childcare industry. Learning implementation management is crucial for leaders of childcare centers because it equips them with the skills and knowledge necessary to successfully deploy new initiatives, allocate resources, and promote continuous improvement. And directors must continuously adapt to the changing needs of young children and their families and the broader community. Effective implementation management skills enable leaders to effectively manage, change, and ensure that new initiatives meet their intended goals. Have you ever put in place a policy or procedure and it just didn't work, didn't stick, team didn't get it? So that's what we're talking about right here is this implementation management. And ultimately, it's such a great skill to learn and to improve upon. And one of the things that I want you to know about going into this, when we're going to talk about how to do implementation management, is I want you to think about um, that it's always not going to work. You know that when you're putting in place a policy. And sometimes things stick right away and sometimes things don't and you got to tweak it. So I want you to think about how important it's going to be for you to reflect on how it's going and be open to discovering new ideas and assessing new things to figure out why it's not sticking. And then also, once you finally get your system going, keep it in place and holding everyone accountable to whatever the standard is. So let's dig in. I have seven steps that I have created that can help you really have a successful implementation management process. And so the first step is to develop a clear plan. Step one is develop a clear plan. So you have to know what you're doing. You can't just get up from your desk and you're going to make a new policy that calling out procedure is done a certain way now. You're changing something in it. And you just walk around and nonchalantly tell everybody. You actually have to have a plan. And I know most of you know that, but we're just going to start with the basics. 
So when we develop this comprehensive plan that outlines like the goals or objectives or expected outcomes or the process, and if it's something that you're rolling out that needs a policy, it should have a policy with it. Your vision should be communicated to all the stakeholders, like exactly what you're expecting this policy to look like, how it's going to work, who's going to be part of it. And you need to share that vision to everybody involved, if it's the team or the families, partners, just to ensure everyone's on the same page. So step one in implementation, implementing any policy, procedure, anything at your center, have a plan and have it in writing before you even go out there. Number two is making sure that you assign roles and responsibilities. So you can't just put in place a plan and not tell them who's doing what, because sometimes people don't know what's in your head of what you expect. Like maybe if you roll out a policy and you say, okay, lead teachers, I want every night when everyone leaves the waste baskets rinsed out and sprayed with a cleaning disinfectant solution. And at the staff meeting, people could take it as, oh, you said it to the lead teachers. You didn't tell me. And I closed the room today and I'm not going to wash it. (laughs) So we all know that happens. So assign roles and responsibilities. So the lead is responsible to make sure that barrel gets washed every night, whether it's her or whoever covers in her room. So again, it's important to assign specific roles and responsibilities to staff members so that everyone knows what they need to implement, and what they need to do for success for this policy. And when you do this in a larger group and you say this to people, like the lead is responsible to ensure it gets done for the room, no matter who it is, the other people listen to it and hear that. So when the lead says to them, oh, I'm leaving today at 4.30, so when you close the room at 5, could you please make sure that the barrel gets washed? And leave it at that. Everyone knows what their role is. Everyone heard it. You're still going to have to remind them. We all know that. And we'll get into how we do that later. So number three is secure necessary resources. So if you need something for this, for whatever your rule, policy, procedure is, you need to ensure that you have access to it. I will tell you that I have seen policies go into place like I'm thinking on curriculum at this one school I worked with, and they put a policy in place about expectations of how the curriculum would roll out. But then there were no resources to do it, nothing to, no paper. They didn't have glue. Some classrooms didn't have glue. So like you can't really roll out like a high quality curriculum if the teachers don't have access to equipment. Number four We'll get into monitoring progress. This is really important and what I told you to have your mind opened up to because regularly we monitor the progress of how this thing's going. So you can't just put in place a policy and then that's it. And then you're just fueled up anger that they're not rolling it out or you're randomly walking around saying, oh, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. So you need to monitor You need to come up with a plan of how frequently you should monitor how this is getting implemented and document it in a notebook. Get a notebook, put a tab somewhere in the notebook with monitoring new policies and write down the ones that you have. And on your calendar every week, write monitor and go to the calendar. When when the day comes up and it says monitor, you'll get your notebook out, go to the tab with the policies and look at what you are monitoring regularly and go check it out. Give yourself some time that day to look at it 
and discover what how it's going, good, bad, or, or indifferent. Number five is making sure you provide professional development. So some policies aren't going to need that, and some policies are. And when staff members have the opportunity to build their skills and knowledge so they are well-equipped to implement the new initiative effectively. What do I mean by this? We have, like, some policies are going to need professional development. Like, if it's a new brand of curriculum, what else could it be? If it's a new procedure the state is asking you to do, like, that's going to need some training. But I want you to think a little deeper than that. So recently, we introduced a science program at my child care center. And so our program director designed this program with using the learning outcomes from the state of Massachusetts for the center for all the ages and designed this really interactive science program for the kids. And she could have just handed out the list and said, oh, we're going to be doing this once a month. I want you to take this science box out and do this activity with the children. But she took it a step further. And she wrote what she expected to see, how it, she expected to see it roll out. And then she wrote, she gave feedback on why when we teach science and we do a science lesson, like why observations are so important, why the conversation around what we see is important, why the children doing it on their own is important. And she then put, really talked about science tests and I can't even think, delete, delete. Delete, delete, delete. She gave them this new program, told them she was going to be delivering a box to their room, and then they can decide with all the activity, and they can decide when they're going to do it. And then she trained them on it. And then she had it in writing, so that's now in, a, in the classroom binder. So if a new teacher comes, they see, oh, this box, oh, we're just going to do this thing. But no, she took it that step further. And, it, and so if you're working with me and I'm brand new, and you can, and you pull out the, it's called the Investigators Club. If you pull out that box, you can say to me, hey, Noah, why don't you read this? This is what this is. And then I cannot just see, oh, we got to do the science activity. More, it's not just the science activity. It's about teaching children about STEM, right? And talking about investigations and talking about observations and what they notice, all the things that they should be looking at. And, and I think that really can connect your policy procedure like whatever it is to it being consistently run at your child care center all right number six is engage families and stakeholders so involve the families and the stakeholders in the implementation process to ensure they're fully informed and understand the goals and outcomes too so just like with my investigators club that we just talked about knows what's expected and how this program works and what they can expect like when the parents can expect to see it and we have somebody that's going to, we make sure that we're sharing the photos so that we really connect this whole new program at our school as part of our conversation on the learning process, young children. And the last thing is number seven is evaluate the outcomes. So finally, it's so important to evaluate the impact and the outcomes of the, how this got implemented for, to help you with future decision making and ensure that the initiative is meeting its goals and objectives. So if we go back to the, my science program, we should be having conversations with the teachers and reflecting on how is it working when you get the box? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are we giving you the appropriate equipment that you need? How is it going when you're implementing it? 
What are you seeing with the children? What learning outcomes are you seeing connecting? And then also talk to your parents. Ask them how do they think it's going. And then really come up with, do you need to tweak something, change something, go investigate why something's not working, or celebrate that it is working because you put a lot of work into implementing this. And so the seven steps, one, develop a clear plan, two, assign roles and responsibilities, three, secure the necessary resources, four, monitor progress, don't forget, put it on your calendar, number five, provide professional development, six, engage families and stakeholders, and seven, evaluate the outcomes and adjust as necessary. And when we use these seven steps as a checklist for implementation, I love a checklist, we become more consistent at our child care center. That's how we develop consistency, was with implementation management. As a leader, having a checklist creating systems can be beneficial to you too. So it's also a great resource to give to someone when you're mentoring them. Having a checklist for creating systems just like this can be beneficial. So I want you to go to the, the show notes of this. There's a transcript. You can download me talking just now on the seven if you didn't write them down. And you can create a checklist for implementation. And I think that's super helpful. It keeps you accountable. You can keep it in your head all you want, but it holds you accountable too to the process because sometimes we, things get in the way and time go, we run out of time and we might skip that evaluation thing and never go back and see that the program was a flop because I didn't check back in with them or that there was one simple little thing that I could have done to help and they just stopped doing it because I didn't give them that resource. <clears throat> Another great thing for having a checklist to develop these policies is that if you bring on an assistant director or if you bring on another director or you open another center, when you share these checklists with people that you're mentoring to be a leader, it is so beneficial to them. And if you have a new leader, you can show her the process with your checklist for whatever works at your center on how to create and implement and the whole nine yards, you can give that to them and then mentor them through adding a new policy or procedure to your, um, to your center. And so this really is so beneficial to, for both things, for getting a policy done and for mentoring your new leaders. When we have a strategy like this to roll out something new or change, we reap great benefits when we really strategize on how we're going to roll this out. Instead of just casually sharing an update with no plan to support and maintain and no vision of what we want it to look like. And when child care center directors use in this implementation management and really think about it, it can bring so many benefits to the center. So one of the greatest benefits I think it brings is improved outcomes. Think about when we have effective implementation management it can help us to ensure the new initiatives are deployed successfully and meet the goals. So if you just throw out a policy and then never go back and check it, like we said, it isn't always helpful. Or if we can't just accept the feedback that it's not working and make adjustments. The second thing I think really is beneficial is increased efficiency. So when we're clearer and we write things out and we discuss it at a staff meeting, it ends up delete. So the second benefit to all this is it increases your efficiency because by planning and coordinating and then monitoring the implementation process, we can avoid unnecessary delays and minimize things not getting done and being annoyed with it not 
being consistent. It leads to just more efficient new initiatives at your child care center. A third benefit is better communication and collaboration. So when we really utilize implementation management, it includes communicating to everybody involved. And it includes monitoring. And it includes feedback. And when people like your teachers and your families see that you are so open to this is a new policy. How's it working? How's it going? How's the good, the bad, the ugly? And you do not need to take all the feedback and do exactly what everyone wants. You need to make decisions. And but just showing that you accept this feedback and that you're open, especially with your staff, I think that's so beneficial. It really helps to build and trust and foster a sense of teamwork. The fourth benefit I think is super helpful is more effective use of resources. So effective implementation management can help organizations delete, delete, can help centers allocate resources more effectively. So ensuring that delete. So it ensures that the necessary resources are available when and where they're needed. The fifth thing is that I think is really helpful to all of us is increased staff satisfaction. So when staff members have the resources and support they need to be successful, they are more likely to feel satisfied with their work and motivated to continue making a positive impact. And the last thing that I think is really helpful when we have implementation management is better decision-making. So by regularly evaluating the impact and outcomes of the implementation, centers can be informed, delete, 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 centers can make informed decisions about future initiatives and ensure they're meeting their goals and objectives. So what's going to happen, what that means, just like when I rolled out the, the art program, when Cindy rolled it out, delete, delete, delete. So just like when Cindy rolled out the Investigators Club, she's seeing that it's already been like a month. So she's seeing that, you know, the observations are happening, the discussions are happening, the kids are all hands-on, it's all them, one's engaged in it doesn't look like a stressful time in the classroom when it's rolling out. Teachers don't look irritated that like they got to do something they don't want to do right? because it's their classroom and their curriculum. We all have that teacher. So she sees that this is working. So she now knows that when she doesn't just hand them out, oh, we're doing this science program. Here's January's curriculum. She just hands them a list and tells them when she's giving it to them or doesn't even do that and just shows up one day with it. She knows that when she hands out a list of the projects, the learning outcomes, the dates when they're going to get it, how long they have to implement it, which is the whole month. So it's not like the time stress. And then she writes out her vision of it, what she, how she sees it playing out, what she sees the children doing, and ties it to professional development learning, right? She ties it to child development, ties it tries it to what learning outcomes look like in STEM. Now, I know for a fact it didn't take her three days to write this dissertation. It was a two, it was four pages, two checklists, two pages of checklists, and then some copy. And she we she researched it on the internet. She researched like what these learning outcomes look like, gave bullet points, and it's super easy, cut and pasted it into a document. And now she has this lifelong thing that she can use in her classrooms at my center. And this is now going to help her maybe in a few months 
it's a staff meeting agenda item. Let's review how this looks. It's a document in the classroom for all people going through orientation. Like you can read this and find out what the investigators club is about. So she knows what works now. And then if this didn't work, she's going to know what didn't work and she can adjust that. And that's what is so important about implementation management and really creating yourselves a checklist to always know how you want to roll out policies and procedures. You can even get so detailed as adding like who you want to get an email to announce it, how many need to go out. You could get into... Hmm, how many face do you want Facebook posts? Do you want to do a newsletter about it? Do you want 50 million things you can add to this checklist? But when you have this checklist, it's free for you too. Because when you get those little pockets of time that you're developing these new policies and procedures or programs, it's super helpful to have a checklist because then you can just document, you know, where you're at so that, you know, when you get your next 15 minutes to work on it, you know exactly where you're at and you have the checklist. So I hope that learning a little bit more about implementation management can help you to improve outcomes, increase efficiency at your center. I loved sharing with you benefits of it so that you can see how important it is um, to really pay attention to how we roll out policies and procedures. I also want you to just think about this. Even if you have policies and procedures in place, there's no reason why you can't write yourself through this policy. Like what policy right now isn't working? That I'd start right at the top and rewrite what it looks like. Have a meeting about it. Work through the steps of this. And I know that when you start implementing things more thoughtfully and strategically, it de definitely leads to improved outcomes. And I know that you're going to have the people that are going to buck you. <laughs> And you have a plan for that too, I bet, when they don't like to follow policies and procedures. Be super clear on your expectations. So I hope you learned something today in this podcast, and I look forward to connecting to you soon. Make sure you head to my show notes, like again, the transcripts there if you need any of these lists, and all the links to our socials. I would love to connect to you on there. Until next time, have an awesome day, and I'm so proud of everything you're doing in early ed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you know another director who might benefit from listening, please share the link to my podcast. I love connecting with directors and sharing business tips and tools to make your life easier. The show notes below have all the links I talked about in the podcast, along with my social media connections. I'd love you to tell me how I'm doing by rating the show or leaving a comment. Hope you have a great week and I'm cheering you on. <laughs>